He ain't leave college for this. One, two. Impact. Folks, what's going on? Welcome to a new episode of Foresight. This is Artie talking to you. Episode 35, which is crazy. At this point, with certain episode numbers, I gotta go back to my sports route. So we had episode 34, episode Big Shaq, episode Shaq Diesel, episode 33, Larry Bird. Episode 35, even though he did smash for Cavs last summer, salute to Kevin Durant. That's my guy, so I got to. March 20th, coming to you guys live once again from We Work at Bryant Park. Second episode recording from the city. God damn, it feels good, man. Wills, I'm happy you agree with me on this. I told you, bro. Wills is not here because he has some other things to do, but of course, that's, you know that's my brother. We're going to be back at it on Friday to record. Um, a lot of things have been taking place. Uh, I really want to thank you guys for the support that you guys had for our last episode with Nico Brem. Salute to Nico. Very talented artist from Mount Vernon. Young dude who's just very, very exceptional at what he does with this music thing, and I'm really happy that we was able to talk and get these gems exchanged and things of that nature. But for today's episode, man, I have a very special guest. This is somebody who I've been following on social media for quite some time, who I've just seen is just very honest, you know, very creative, very open-minded person. I have to give give a big salute to my guys at the Lunch Table Podcast, Jamal, G. Diddy, Rich Clark, because they had this man on the show and they had a great episode and... This is somebody, as Charlemagne and God has said on plenty of occasions, lives his truth. And he just gave me a face when it came to the Charlemagne reference. We're going to have to touch on that later in the show. But this dude does live his truth. Again, very creative. I mean, there's, I might not even say all the things that he does, because I may forget. I mean, this dude's a director. He's an actor. He's a producer. He's a creator of vibes. He hosts parties. I mean... We got my guy, Julius Stokes here, a.k.a. Funny Julius. What's going on, beloved? Hello, what's going on? Hello, how are you uh, out there in podcast land? Hey, <laughs> hey we good, good baby. Yeah, Live I'm in good, effect. Son. Yeah, I'm good, son. Yeah. Live in effect, man. And like I said, for real, thank you for coming on the show. No problem. For real, it's a really big deal. Like, I was it, really it working on it. Yeah, it is, because I was trying to work on this, but you was going back to, like, December. That is kind of true. Yeah, since like December, and I wasn't forgetting. I was like, this is, I was like, this is going to happen, one way or other. I'm like, this is going to happen. But you know, good things take time from time to time. When it comes down to it, man, just when you when you think about you know a lot of the things that you've been doing lately, and the things that you will do, how would you describe yourself to somebody that doesn't know of you? Um, honestly, I'm, I'm, I don't mean this to be cocky, but I am indescribable, so mm. I can't really tell you, I can just show you and bring you around what I do and who I am. Okay, and with that though, is it to the point where, with a lot of the things that you're able to do, how do you manage your energy? Woo, man. Because you know what, I say that though, because energy... Energy and vibes are be, are among like the two most used words these days, and, and I love it. Yeah, I love it. You know, people talk about the energy. People talk about the vibes. Yeah, I mean, and, with the vibes, yeah, is, uh, but the energy. Yeah, I definitely like you know love the word. I'm I'm so happy it's overused because it is like it should have been uh, used like years ago. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, big and energy is like real. That that thing is just real. You can't see it. You can only feel it and, and sniff it out and see it. Uh, but how I protect my energy and how I like use my energy. First off, I don't get I, I barely uh, sleep at night. Mm. Uh, when I do, what's your average number of sleep? Let's see. Um, last night I went to bed like three o'clock mm. and I woke up like nine or ten. Okay, six seven hours. Six seven hours. Seven hours. Yeah. I'm in the five to six hour club. Okay. Yeah, you know what it is for me. I I can get up early. I'm like my father in a sense. Is we're both early birds. But we can't go to bed early to save our lives. Yeah, I can't go to Unless bed early. Unless we're extremely tired, we can't go to bed early. Yeah, I can't go to bed early. I, I, uh, I live more than I sleep. But uh, I love that. But uh, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm a people person, so it feels good being around different people. But I just, it's like that, in that, I have an energy detector on me. So it's like, I know not to be next to you or not to like... Look at you a certain way, or just not even mm-hmm. like just just even be at that event or at that place. So yeah, you can say so. Part of that too is also I can tell like you're just a thinker. You're constantly yeah, I, I thinking. Yeah, I don't like speaking like that. 
You don't, don't like speaking like that to No, nah, okay. I don't like conversing. I don't like speaking like that. Um, if, if, if people, like, if you watch me closely, you would see that. You, can, you would notice that I'm not really speaking. I'm just listening. Yeah. I'm, I'd rather... Listen. Li- listen or... That is very unique because, like, people, like, some people these days, I've realized that they they don't really know how to interact with listeners. People who could just take a step back and listen because they're used to just that constant interaction and somebody that doesn't listen, they perceive it as, oh, you're not caring. And it's like, no, like, I do care because the way I live, if somebody's listening to you, that's looked at as, I'm I want to know about you. I want to. I want to learn about you. I want to see what I can. I can do. You know, for you. I can't do something for you if I. If you can't tell me, and if I can't learn from it. And I just think to also add on to that as well. Do you also feel as if that? And and I get it too. Just throughout life, right? It's not just you know. Well. If you live here or if you get to this age, it's just all about the whole self-discovery process. But do you maybe feel as well that there isn't enough realization, moments of realizations for people these days? Because that's what I really feel as if, which is making me even become more cautious towards when I talk and interact with people. Because I, I, I'm personally, a, I'm already a, a conscious person when I talk to somebody mm-hmm. trying to see where they're coming from and really just acknowledging all the possibilities here like like i like i'm currently reading 48 laws of power and i remember one quote that is said in there which has honestly described my mentality for my entire life has just been no days on alert you should never be in a position to where you're for the most part unalert about things you need to look and examine every possible scenario mm-hmm. and it's just something to where for a while i do that I'm realizing more and more when talking to people that just people are missing out on opportunity to really just discover things about themselves. And things are right there. But either they don't do it because of choice or for whatever reason. Do you often get that as well sometimes when you're talking to people or is it just something where it's like it is what it is? I I I'm gonna, in short form, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't explain it. I don't yeah, I can't explain that, but in short form, it is what it is. It is just is what it is when it, it comes is, to that? It is what it is. That's, I, that, I can't have that enough to say. Sorry. It, it is what it is with that. How do you manage, you know, before, before we change the topic here, mm-hmm. how do you manage expectations of people, or do you not have expectations at all? Oh, um... I, you know what, the person that lives without expectations uh, is like a, a real, I'm jealous of that person because... I'm trying to get to that. Yeah, <laughs> it's because if you don't, if you plan for things, correct? You always plan for things, right? But you always expect, now if you do expect like, you know, the paper to be in my file and it's not there, then you're, you're worried, you're stressed. Yeah. The, the person that doesn't expect it will have the paper done already by five, even if somebody else, you know, shows up with it. It's going to get done either way. Or, either way. But um, for me, I, I'm, I'm always expecting stuff. I, 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 I don't do good with expectations because I, that's what happens with overthinking. You expect something to happen and then when it doesn't get done, something happens to your mental health. I thought I managed both well until I realized as of lately that I really wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, expecting <laughs> and, and it like, bothered me quite a bit to where I'm trying to get back to just. Yeah. I just want to scale back on my. It's expectations. It's, it's a lot. A lot of uh, expectations come from the past, our past, and it you know we thought we were we had a goal. We thought we were going to be this by this age or yeah. do this by this time. And, it doesn't work, so yeah, expectations do lead to uh, overthinking. What was your upbringing? This is funny. Uh, wow, this is a good question. Damn, okay. <laughs> um, my upbringing, well, get, uh, how deep do you want to? Hey man, we get deep. Anyway, it's up to you. However you feel like, you, you feel like it's best to share. Alright, so um, hmm, my upbringing basically was, uh, 
house in Brooklyn, New York. Okay. Um, different homes, and uh, probably like three, four different homes in Brooklyn, New York. Same family, American. But we just moved around Canarsie. I never moved. I never lived outside of Canarsie until I was uh, seventeen. I went to college. Yeah. In North Carolina, Raleigh, North Carolina. Yep. Um, but yeah, that was my upbringing. I didn't. I, I don't know how you know deep you want me to go. Hey, it's and it, uh, well, I'm, I'm a follow up. You know, again, did you grow up in a big family? The type of family environment know, was it? It was especially shaping. You know, help me yeah. who you are. Uh, my family was my intimate. My intimate family was it was small. It was my grandmother, my aunt, my sister, little brother, mother, and my father. That's so my grandpa, grandmother and grandfather, right? Yeah, grandmother and grandfather. Yeah, grand, grandparents, yeah. And then um, my, aunt, my aunt always had a boyfriend. Um, but yeah, that was, that's who I grew up with. That's, I was only a child. Really? I was only a child. You're lucky. Oh yeah, I was, I was hyped. Yeah. I was hyped about being only a child. Because you got everything you wanted. Yeah, I was, I'm my father only child. I'm my father's only child, mm -hmm. and from my mom, I'm maybe her third or fourth. Okay, I have a uh, sister. I have, well, I have, like, the Caucasians say uh, white sister. Yeah. I mean, not white sister, uh, I have sister, yeah. but that's still my sister, so I have a sister from my father's side. Yeah, so from my, yeah, my dad's side, I'm his only child. From my mm -hmm. mother, I'm a third or fourth, but again, I still was raised the only child because of the fact that I didn't really meet them okay. from my mom's side. And, and I loved it. I really did. Like, I, just, I loved growing up only child. I never asked for like a sibling. Like even my dad was like, "You never asked for a sibling." I was like, "I'm happy I didn't." You know, I, I liked all of the attention. I liked the yeah, long yeah. time. I liked all of that it feels stuff. Feels good. It feels good. Now when you get older and you gotta take care of your parents, that's when it's like, oh man. So <laughs> yeah, right. Oh man, I could have used that younger yeah, older exactly, sibling. Exactly. It's gonna be lit though. I'm a child. I'm definitely gonna see how to manage it. And growing up in Brooklyn, and, and I just think. Brooklyn definitely has to be one of the most unique places just in the entire world because of the fact that you have so many people from it and with many people come many different views and oh, yeah. perspectives, oh, yeah. right? Because oh, yeah. you think about, again, somebody who grew up in, in like in hip hop and rap culture, somebody would have, oh man, I remember Brooklyn Brooklyn doing this part. Yeah, that's the, 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 the drug right. era and like George yeah. B.I.G. and this going on to where it is now and somebody could remember it from a different point. And it's crazy thing about like this current generation, the next generation are going to grow up in a completely different Brooklyn depending mm -hmm. on the part. Mm -hmm. For you growing up in, in Carnarcy, how will you just describe that environment and how you was able to just move around, you know? What were the things to do? What were the things that you couldn't do? And did it really influence you in a way? Did it did influence you? And it was just the place you were just living at at that time? Well, I had uh, I had a lot of freedom. Uh, like, you know what I mean? I of course, when you're like 10, 11 years old, of course you can't, you know, go down fast, it's, you know, blocking, of course. Yeah. But I had a lot of freedom um, in Canarsie. I sheltered myself. Mm. Uh, I I just didn't want to be outside. I was like a techie nerdy dude, mm -hmm. and like I was like discovering hip hop. So when when I discovered hip hop, and you said you discovered hip hop, you said I, you like discovered hip hop late. Oh yeah, when I was hearing you on. Yeah, I discovered hip hop. How late are we talking about? My freshman year of high school. So like 13, 14. Yes, that was late as fuck. Cause I'm like I'm listening to you know, I'm listening to I'm. I'm, and I'm you said you discovered this what sometime in the two thousands or yeah that was what two thousand and probably nine okay right no 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 Ooh, excuse me no 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 that was probably like two thousand two thousand and five okay four or five because it was like in November yeah so November oh five probably in November oh five that year discovered yeah, on yeah, 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 yeah. and so the third, yeah. yeah the first uh, so you talking about the massacre of fifty seven no 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 here's the thing I took it like old school. Oh, okay. yeah, because I was very, very curious in my house when I was young because I was, I, you know, I sheltered myself. I um, I just wanted to, I was curious. I wanted to open drawers and read different stuff and go through mm -hmm. closets and go through locks and pick locks and stuff. Mm -hmm. That's why I, you know, I know how to pick locks now. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, I stumbled upon, like, this, my aunt's CD rack and I picked up, it was three CDs. Mm -hmm. It was uh, Tupac, 
Tupac original. Ah. It was to Tupac, All Eyes on Me. Oh my God. And then it was Biggie Ready to Die. So you have like, so to me, yeah, right? So for me, that's my, that's my whole virginity for me. That's what started. So I'm listening to these rhymes. I'm like, oh shit, like, you can curse like this? Because <laughs> like, I'm like, be so I, yeah, like before, and... yeah, before I discovered these CDs, like I'm just, I'm listening to noise. That's it. I'm just listening. I wasn't even really listening to music like that. Come to think like you're stuck in the back. Yeah, but then like I, TV, yeah, yeah, but then like I, I picked up these three CDs. I literally listened to it like on the you know the CD Walkman back in the day, with the you know the, yeah. the headphones. And I was shit. a CD yeah, Walkman. Like, God, boy, I, to, I ran through so many batteries. I, and that's the thing. I took batteries out of my. I put a lot of money in bootleg pockets, yo. Let me say yeah. that. Right oh now. yeah, the batteries. Like, like so, I'm like, yo, this is fire. Like I heard Tupac and like Tupac. That's why he's my favorite rapper because mm-hmm. of the stuff that was on, on All Eyes on Me. Just phenomenal. And then, and I just literally burnt those CDs out like every single day, probably like a year. And then that's when I figured out like, oh sweat. Let me like actually listen to some, you know, some rap music. Then that's when um, you know I discovered Pandora. Pandora is like super special to me because after after that song, it's you know it's a different artist, it's scrambles. Yeah. So I would go on LimeWire and download their whole Lime discography. LimeWire, it's Uncle Chris, man. Yeah, <laughs> Chris yeah. Is at the LimeWire. I used to download all the discography, like not just like one track or one like you one took your whole everything. So it was like an, I, I was in an NWA ever. Mm-hmm. And then what, what comes after the NWA? Easy E. Well, before it was Easy E, but I was like, you know, I scattered. So yeah. NWA Public yeah. Enemy. And so I, 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 yeah, so then I, you know, I got the Eric B, Rakim, Eric B, and Rakim. Then Big I discovered Big Daddy King. And then I went, went to the West Coast. And it's like, if, like, that's how I move. Like, if you're featured, featured on a song, then I'm going to, like, you know, mm-hmm. see what it's about. So I started, like, my process in learning hip hop was so beautiful to me because it's like, yo, this is so dope, and it was like beautiful. It was really, 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 really amazing. Um, so yeah, that's where my discovery know. is just like it's just a common, it's a common trend in your life. Mm-hmm. From what I, from what I'm listening now, and from yeah, what I was putting I together was before. Curious, it's like when you're curious about something and then you go into Pandora, you unlock Pandora's box and go into it. It's a beautiful thing. And that's why my upbringing in Canarsie was just, you know, it was good, it was safe because I I didn't go out like that. I didn't need to go out. I had hip hop. It's just it is it's blown it's blowing my mind because again it's like the way you're explaining your life and how you came about things and discovering even if it's just hip hop, it feels like an opportunity that is normal for everybody else, except for African-American men. Just the idea of you can discover anything and you can discover it and whether or not you like it or not, you have the opportunity to know if you're feeling it, know if you're not, mm-hmm. and go to the next thing. It was, yeah. yeah. And it's, it is, like I said, and I'm describing it as, as where, folks, because again, it's like, perception is already out there a lot. Especially among us, get to a certain age, look a certain way. You're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do that, and you basically changing the game. You like no, like I'm going to okay, this rap music. All right, I'm gonna go back. These are the three CDs I'm gonna listen to, and this is my way of working out in my head what it's supposed to be. And seriously, yo, it's beautiful, bro. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful because it again, really it's was. it's just rare. I think that's what kept me alive during during those times. Because, like, I used to, I used to go to school in Brownsville in, in high school. I, used to, I went to school in Brownsville, Brooklyn. Everybody knows Brownsville, you know. Mm-hmm. It's type dangerous. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I was like on the, I was right smacking dead, smack in the middle of the Bloods and the Crips. So one side was Bloods and one side, one side was like Crip area. So, like, after like school, I went straight home. I didn't hang out. Like, Hell yeah. I, I, I'm good. So, it was, I, you know, I I didn't see much. You know, when people say, yeah, remember when you had that fight? That's a no. I, no, I, I really don't. I don't do that. I, 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 had, I, I knew, you know. You knew of it. Yeah, I knew of it, but I didn't, about I didn't it, want to. I wasn't interested in that. 
it, that didn't interest me. What interested me was going back home and just, you know, going on my computer and doing computer stuff. I can really relate to that because I was the same way too growing up, you know, and Yonkers on the South Side like in Soul mm-hmm. Projects because those areas that I lived in at the time or were surrounded by, they became famous, you know, hip-hop fans because again, like, oh, that's where DMX is and D-blocking them. And it was just the same thing. Go to school, my dad would pick me up or I would walk home and Literally, just go straight home. Just get homework done. And if I go out, it's like I'm going out with my dad to play ball. Like I'm not doing all this hanging out stuff. Or if I'm at the crib, I'm just learning more about sports. And I'm I'm happy you mentioned Tupac because Tupac for me at extremely young age, I'd probably say like nine, ten years old, was probably the biggest figure I've looked at mm. in rap. Mm. You know, at that time. <laughs> Cause I remember me, me and my best friend Andrew, we used to talk about to this day. Okay. This was like the early days of YouTube or maybe even before YouTube where you could just get random videos from like Google. And yes. yeah, and yes. we would watch these videos. It's like this yes. famous Tupac is Alive video called The Seven Day Theory. Oh uh, yeah, 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 and that you see him like when Al was outside, and, yeah, you know, he was outside the studio or something. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was like hilarious. Like, yeah. yeah, and we was just watching stuff like that. And the reason why, like I said before, like, I was I had you brought up Tupac because for me, Tupac, his interviews are my favorite thing about him. Mm. I can listen to Tupac interviews all day, and there's a connection that I have to Tupac through those interviews, and and to an extent through his music, especially as you know. Like being at this age of 24, so it's like, God willing, maybe 25, my birthday's in May, I have the same birthday as the Notorious B.I.G. Mm-hmm. It's going to hit me because it's like, besides it being my birthday, it's going to be like, I'm officially outlived Biggie. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like the same age as Pac. That's what I was thinking, like, yo, I'm 26, like. Mm. Like, I'm that's like, crazy, especially when you look at it from right? that view, like, when, you like, look at it through, when you look at it through the lens of their life. They did a lot. They they did a lot like even before thirty before forty like yeah that's crazy and part of it too is also because like I don't know if you've seen it but like as somebody who's done a lot of research and always been intrigued by you know like their deaths the documentaries and the movies like could always seem iffy to me oh the movies definitely seem very um but I gotta say that I've been telling people and I've been live tweeting on Tuesdays I I like that USA Network series Unsolved. You've been passing on it? I mean, hey, it's all good, but I like it, though. I, I like it. I think the view of it has been different. Okay. I think the view of it has been different than before. And, you know, future reference against anybody who's trying to do Tupac and Biggie stuff with the actors. Look, you're not going to find anybody that looks exactly like them. Especially like Pac. I mean, Demario Brown did look like him. Yeah, I remember him. Yo, that dude was really pushing for really Tupac on the road. Yeah, he he wanted it. it bad. He wanted it bad. But I always believe too is that you know if you could just try your best to capture the mannerisms, then it kind of pass. But Pac's interviews to me have always become more relevant each year. Oh yes, of course. Especially when um, um, he was talking about how there are poor people in DC, Mm -hmm. like just blocks away from. The White House. Yeah. I mean, that's like extremely relevant. That's real. Yeah. When I went to Washington, D.C. last spring for the first time, and then I walked, so I walked from... Uh, first time seeing black people in D.C.? <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically both, at, for real. First time in D.C., first time seeing black people mm-hmm. just being in that environment. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy because I was, I was covering like this high school all-star game at what used to be known as the Verizon Center where the Washington Wizards play. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what? It was like a quick day trip. I said, you know what, let me go try to see the White House real quick. Mm-hmm. So I get the directions. I'm like, 15 minutes? I walk. I'm like, yo, the White House is here? Literally right there, basically in downtown D.C.? Like, it, it mm-hmm. effed me all the way up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, it effed me all the way up that, like, yo, I literally could walk 10 minutes from a Starbucks mm-hmm. and get into the White House. Mm-hmm. Where the most powerful person is supposed yep. to live. Yep. That crazy to me, yo. Like, it, it, it just really blew my mind from there. But I also say this, I gotta go back to D.C. once actually like D.C. Yeah, I like D.C. too. It's pretty close. Cool. I like D.C. too. 
And before uh, we before we started recording, uh, I also mentioned to, to Julius how you know, like I started flying for the first time. Beautiful in 2017. thing. Man. Beautiful thing. It is. I'm actually on my way to also getting a passport. Pow! Oh, I got to get my passport. Sign. I feel like somebody's gonna like invite me somewhere out of the country for some odd reason. That's a great motivation to think about it. Honestly. It's so weird. It's so weird. Stay ready. So you don't gotta get ready. Right? Then hell yeah, preparation. For real, like I, I can't wait to get my passport. I just, I just started realizing, like, and I definitely love for you to give your opinion on this as well, especially from your view. It's just as I've gotten older, especially I'll say dating back to twenty two, mm-hmm. I've realized that life is becoming more fun. Yeah, when you get older, you're when you get older, you tolerate more bullshit, and you really kind of don't pay attention to as much bullshit as you once did. So that's gonna, that's definitely gonna come. That's definitely natural. I've just been really enjoying it because it's just like you know, again, I think it, like like we've talked about already, especially how you explain it so well, just that discovery part, mm-hmm. and just your mindset also changing mm-hmm. and realizing the good and the bad, and it's like especially mm-hmm. the bad, it's like you know what. I have to experience this at some point. Mm-hmm. I can't live my life in a certain way and not experience this. I'd rather experience it now. So come on, let's go. I might as well experience it now. Just so I've it. been very Just excited it. about it. it. A lot of the things that you've been able to do as well, you know, again, because Julius, if you haven't been discovering his work and, and really what he's been able to do on social media, again, the dude is just hilarious. Okay? This dude can make you laugh. Just like that, and the next can also catch your attention with some serious stuff. Okay. And uh, I'm, just real. I'm just being real. I'm just being real. And one of the main, main things I've seen be able to use those abilities on have been with your abilities to host parties and create these parties. What is it about the party scene now, or the importance of parties now for our generation? that some folks may not understand and that they need to embrace? I'm going to keep it real with you. Um, nowadays, parties suck. Okay. Parties really, it, it, and I'm not a big party guy. Yeah, and, and good. Good. I'm mean, like, when you get, when you're young, no, not when you're young. When you're, not, I can't say ignorant. Mm-hmm. When you don't know better, yeah. you, you know, you're all sucked up in the, into the hype. The hype is, okay, I'm going to go to a party. That's probably going to cost me $20 because I have a penis. Mm-hmm. I'm not, because I don't have a vagina, so I can't get any free before 12. Mm-hmm. Okay, boom, this is $20. I want to have a good time. I want to, you know, I want to show out and blah, blah, blah. So let me get something to drink. Now, in, oh, I'm in New York City. Boom, here's $15 for a shot of Hennessy. Because, you know, Hennessy is that Negro yeah. juice. They just have to have Hennessy. So, boom. Oh, we um we all together? Boom, let's cop a bottle. Let's pay triple, quadruple the price, price. for a liter of Hennessy. Crazy. And that's, that costs quadruple less than in the club. And you wonder why people want to stay home. And then you have... About four, 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 six hours. No, no, six. Four, yeah, about four. Okay, we went late. So, boom, it's 12. Right, we came at 12, but the party ended at like three. So, boom, we're going to spend three hours at the party. Listen to music. And we might not dance the whole Oh, let me get fresh. Because I got to show out in limited dark. In limited light, a limited light area. That makes no sense. No sense. That's why with Rock and Wild's party, I'm getting paid. Either I'm getting paid to show my face, I'm getting paid to hold on to that mic, or I'm getting paid to. Uh, well, I used to get paid to like shoot and do recap videos, but not anymore. Party culture is just disgusting. It's very, very uh, horrible towards women. Yeah, it is. Like I hate, I hate it. Um, I understand, you know, you want to shake your ass. Uh, I understand a woman wants to shake her ass. 100% acceptable. But when you feel some type of way because a woman doesn't want to shake her ass on you, and you feel like, oh, you got to say something, or get aggressive, that's disgusting, and that shows your character, and that shows that, wow, I have to keep my distance away from you. I really have to do that. 
I hate the clubs. I hate parties that have no substance to it. Now, these, in, like, especially parties that have the same theme going on, mm -hmm. just like other people. Like Henny now Henny Palooza, I say Henny Paloozas. Well, when well it's do say Palooza now, but yeah. when when it was, yeah, when it was Henny Palooza, you got that vibe as in okay, I feel like I'm I should you know put a suit on, but I don't have to put a suit on. That's the time. That's the like it was a professional yeah. vibe, but around you know the ratchets. Mm -hmm. Well, ratchet professional you know woman. Yeah, it was beautiful. It it was it felt like I was at a family cookout. Yeah, my first time. Now you cannot imitate that that but what 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 was then Henny Palooza vibe? You cannot, and people do, but people do it. They the the the, the, the Henny Fiesta or the the Henny Exclusa, whatever. That's disgusting. That that's you're trash for that. No, I can't really stand that. And I just like give me something different. Give me something that's worth it. Give, give me something. You know, make it an event. I'm so sick. Like, parties, like, really, really are horrible trash. And people don't get that. But there's a sucker born every hour. On the hour. So I don't, you know, I can't really blame the businessman for making, for doing that. You know, you, 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 you can't. But parties are just so stupid. So is it more about the people that have been attending the parties? It's, it's yeah. It's like, wake up. Like, wake up, see like, see what you're putting your money into. It's no way in hell you should be paying $350 for a bottle of Hennessy that costs $40, $50 in, in the store. Like, that's, that's dumb. That, that is, is a true, right. dumb. You are literally saying, let me be dumb and buy this. And for what? But for what? Literally, but for what? I just don't get it. That's why I think clubs are like the most stupidest thing in the entire world. But you know, that's just me. And that's how I view it and I see it. Okay, oh, well we wanna have a good time. All right, what's really a good time to you? A good time shouldn't really cost that much, right? That is real. It really shouldn't cost that much. That is real. It's just dumb, I hate clubs, I hate parties. Like I hate parties that make no sense. Now, when I, when, that's why I like stopped throwing like parties like that. Okay. Yeah, uh, that yeah, is history. Yeah, yeah, that is. Really I don't really throw parties like that. I. Because it's now to where you're like, selective about it, you know? Yeah, you, you gotta to be. Invest, yes, yes. You can't, I don't want to be 40 years old saying, yo, come to this, this party that you can go to. Come to this party, which is just like every single other party in the city. That's a good time, man. It is time. Me, I want to throw in, I want to throw events. Yeah, we gonna yeah, it's gonna be feeling like a party, but it's going to be event. That's why I created the me and Shanae Curry created uh, fried chicken versus oxtail. Absolutely. Yes, it caters towards not only the American people, but it also caters to the Caribbean people. Not only is it you know it, it's just you don't have to dance or whatever. Enjoy yourself some oxtail. Enjoy yourself some fried chicken. Meet mingle. You don't want to do that. Play some dominoes. Play some Uno. Connect four. You don't want to do that? We're going to figure out. We, well, me and Shanae has been blessed to have like an open area. So, go ahead, smoke. Do what you want. That's crazy, man. But, congratulations. Yeah. Hmm? I said congratulations. Oh, not yet. Don't congratulate me yet. Okay. Yeah. I'll hold that. <laughs> Anything can But, um, yeah, we just want to create that, that again, vibe. <laughs> you want to create something where it's just different and you don't haven't heard of it. Like nobody has ever done a, a fried chicken versus oxtail party. That's why I, I, I'm going to invest so much into that. Because it's new, it's fresh. I don't care about traveling. Don't care about traveling. Everybody wants to travel, that's the truth. Because I say, like, everybody wants to do a traveling tour because it's just, you know, the new way and yeah. you think you can make money off of it. They don't know you can lose money off of that. Of course. Yeah. Or or just break even. Nobody everybody hates breaking even. Don't know why. You didn't lose nothing. Yes, you didn't gain, but you didn't lose nothing. But everybody wants to do the tour. I don't care. I listen. I care about the people. A lot of people like do not care about the people. They want to make money off the poor. I hate that bullshit. If you want to make money off the poor, don't put money in line. If you want to make money off of, 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 of 
your friends, okay, don't charge me like $20 for a basic ass event. Nah, it's not me. But yeah, if you want to do something, do something right, especially when it comes to events, guys. People could be elsewhere. People got to pay for babysitters. You got to understand, people pay for babysitters. People got, people escape their hell at home to get there, to vent it out here. Make that shit worth it. Make it worth it. Yo, that is your, bro, that is beautiful, bro. I'm not being sarcastic when I'm clapping like that. Like, I'm being for real. Because it's, I think it, it is things like that, along with the fact that, you know what, it's when it comes to just partying or really just doing anything when it comes to going out. Mm-hmm. It's like there has to be a purpose for hey, it. Make it a, make it a purpose, because if not, you can literally everybody can everybody that attends a party can literally th- throw their own party from the money that they spend. Because yeah. if you think about it, if let's say you you know buy a bottle in a club, it's probably gonna cost two hundred and fifty dollars. Which you can and what you can do, and people like some people like you know buy two bottles for the uh, for the their table or their or whatever. Let's say you split that between ten bottles, two bottles, ten people. What you can do is with those, but you, you can buy four bottles in the store. You can rent out like an Airbnb, mm-hmm. throw your little music on on your your, your iPod or whatever. Mm-hmm. Boom, there you go. Invite people over. Create something. Make it. If you if you want to do like the same thing over and over again, don't waste your money. Create something. Man, you can do it at a cheaper price. That's way cheap, because if you think about it, like... I ain't no front, we haven't thought about that. <laughs> no, no, do it. Yes. Yeah, that, that's that's like the smartest thing you can do, because an Airbnb is probably going to run you maybe, the whole house, maybe a hundred or two hundred dollars. Depending on the size now. So mm-hmm. let's say, okay, boom, two hundred dollars. Then you got four bottles of, uh, four bottles of Hennessy between, let's say, twenty people now. I know that's going to go quick. You can make your little cocktails, but you got four bottles of Hennessy. That's what, 36, nine, 12, no, four, four. That's 160, so right there, you're looking at about 360. You say, you literally saved so much money. You literally saved so much money. So did yes. It, did it at what could almost equal the, you know, or the you buy on home. BYOB, that's even better. Mm-hmm. But yes, just like when it comes to events, make that shit make sense and make that shit be a person, have a purpose. Have a purpose for everything you try to do. Yeah, sorry, I'm so hard. Hey, no, I look. I've learned so much from what you said. Because in all seriousness, because growing up and even now, I'm not a party person. Mm-hmm. Like for me, my my equal to that is basically a great dinner with friends. Mm-hmm. Us going to like a nice restaurant where we live back home, like a bar, and mm-hmm. us just getting together. Like for us being lit and having a great night, it's like yo. Eight of us was able to get together for dinner, mm-hmm. say word, mm-hmm. boom, dinner, bunch of TVs here, or we can watch the game. Like, that's always been, like, my type of environment. Because it does feel like a lot, like you just stated so well, it does take a lot to just want to go to this party. And there's so many questions and things that you have to think about. Right? Like, oh, man, do, like, I, oh, man. do I really want to go? Do to I really want to go? What do I really have to like, wear? Do I really want to pay? this who's gonna be there like yada 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 it's a lot it's a lot it is a lot and that's why i just try to keep to myself if i'm looking for a lit time you can find me on a friday night enjoying a wine spritzer and chilling <laughs> watching the games mm-hmm. like that's what all i try to do because even in high school i just didn't do house parties mm-hmm. I, I just never got the whole gist of it like mm-hmm. so i'm gonna roll with you you're going to be drinking we're going to go somewhere that's probably in the suburbs. All you guys are gonna be drinking, all you guys are gonna go crazy. I do not know this person, and I do not know if this person actually got permission to, to hold the party here. That just sounds like it's a big risk for me, dog. That's a no for me, dog. It's <laughs> a no for me, dog. That is a no for me, dog. So and, and that's why I just never really followed into that. But even, you know, even with that said about the about the party culture and situation when it comes to that. When it comes to just really how people can interact, because you t- touched on once again how, again, men's treatment of women, mm-hmm. you know, and how it can just be very foul and very disrespectful. Oh, it's fucking horrible. And then you have, you know, just really just a lot of mistreatment and a lot of false things going on between both sides. Mm-hmm. Just to get back to the, really just the party thing and really just your own interactions, how 
can you navigate all of that cesspool? Just knowing that. Like, even when you situations where it's like, you've been compensated for your role or your mm-hmm. time here, mm-hmm. or people invite you and you, and you pull up just to show love and support, but you just know deep down in your heart, like, this is not for me. Like, how do you navigate through that cesspool? And make it out clean if you're able to make it out clean. Oh, yeah, I'm on, well, yeah, that's all. It's definitely on making it out clean. But um, uh, I definitely um, have been, for probably about, since I've been, like, learning about women and what women go through, like, for the past two, three years now, you know, I'm, now that I'm more mature, mm-hmm. but I always, uh, I don't, I kind of don't care about men. I don't care about men. I really rather care and protect about uh, black women first, and then women last. You know, it's a difference. Uh, I, I rather protect the black woman first uh, in the party. That's why I'm always asking, like walking up to women, "Hey, you okay? Need some water?" I've never. Had, you will never ever catch me asking a woman, "You want a drink?" No. I'm some water. Water. Yeah, you gonna get some water. It's gonna be clean water. But um, yeah, I always protect black women. I don't care about anything else. I'm just making sure that you know the black women are safe and at that party. What made you get to that point? Like, was there like any crazy experiences that you may have had where you realized, like, yo, like I'm, like I'm this foul? No, it was just um, you know, I honestly like learned it from listening to people's women's experiences on Twitter and you know actually listening to them speak and want to want and they them wanting to be you know heard and respected and I had to look at look back at it like yo damn I did a lot of crazy stuff at the parties and parties realization yeah it was like you know what I gotta do better so yeah that's definitely how yeah, I, I love you know the woman on Twitter that actually makes sense and want to you know get that respect you know I mean they don't have to like when I say they don't have to get it, I mean like they should have it already, you know, but I you know, respect the woman. I said respect the black woman. One thing that I've been learning more and more from Twitter mm-hmm. and speaking for myself, of course, it's becoming more of a battle every day is looking and determining whether or not I'm really looking at the truth mm-hmm. or I'm looking at something set for attention. You know what? How are you able to? Because it's these days, man. Let me let me just say it's very tricky. Yeah, and let me just say again, I'm gonna go from my timeline because I, I don't I don't like generalizing people and things because I don't want to be generalized. I don't want to be put and labeled a certain way. But it's so hard, and I realize that this is very unfortunate, especially when it comes to women. Like, okay, what is the difference between her saying this and? Me looking at it going like, like I, I can believe this, and then the next is like. But y'all, it's all research. Me is, I'm always on somebody's profile scrolling up, and and I'm in their search bar with their ad name, you know, doing keywords. So I'm always doing that. So because you can never, you know, be, it's it's really tricky, especially when it comes to the internet. Man, you know, if you never met with that that person. Definitely, you know, you know, you caution, but yeah, that's me. I'm always just researching, and some things you just gotta ignore, um, and some things you gotta pay attention to. Yeah, I think I pay attention to. I think I, I do from, especially when black women do mm-hmm. talk and express their thoughts and feelings from things, mm-hmm. because when one side is usually pushing back against the other, mm-hmm. and there at times are quote quote like ruling the timeline, it's very easy to get caught up. Mm-hmm. And that there's some black women, there's some black women that I actually you know seek for seek validation from when it comes to uh, listening to someone some another black woman's truth. So if like you know they're agreeing with it, oh boom, okay, then let me you know see what what I can agree with and what I can disagree with, or if I do agree with it, or I don't, I don't I disagree with it. So yeah, I just try to look at it from a, with an open mind. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I try not to be too quick to judge. Trying to be too quick to necessarily even dive in. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, like it's the situation, it's the situation. But when it also comes to to women, especially with like the Me Too movement, right? Mm-hmm. And how that has become such a phenomenal movement and just a movement. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. I, I always worry, 
about their about their movement because I'm a supporter of it. Mm-hmm. But I've always have said, especially about like whether it's been like even like Black Lives Matter and other movies, which is you have to when you get to a certain point know how to necessarily you know manage your communications, manage your actions with what you're doing and what you're doing with others. And and I do believe that there's also as crazy as it may sound, I also believe there's just more power when you're able to start bringing in the other side oh, yeah. and talking with them oh, yeah. and learning of others' reasons. And some people, when it comes to those movements, just don't believe in that. And it always confused me because I go, well, think of it this way. We have as a society, depending on the situation, have allowed murderers mm-hmm. to explain their self why they took away a life or lives. And you've had another side of the victim or the victim's family. And at times it seemed to be very beneficial. When has it gotten to such a point where it's basically either or? Why is it such an either or thing it's, from time to it, time? You know what? Because there are so many movements. Is that a fair question, by the way? Yeah, it's, it, okay. it's, a, it's so many movements. It's so many agendas. Like, you really just can't. Sometimes you just can't, you know, choose all. That's it. Sometimes you just can't choose all. And it's just a lot to handle. And it's a lot to think about. And it's a lot to see. And, you know, you want to act on things, but you can't act on things because you're over here. Your energy wants to be focused on here. It's just a lot. A lot. The world is just a fucked up place. Do you believe in the fact that there are more and more people holding back from what they really want to say because of the backlash. Oh, of course, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, Dave Chappelle once said, uh, "I was watching this Dave Chappelle, the, the Dave Chappelle comedy special. Okay. He was talking about uh, not Matt Damon, uh, Ben Affleck. Yeah. Ben Affleck came out and said, "Yeah, y'all are right, ladies. Y'all are doing something like that." He said, "Yeah, y'all are right." He, you know, he's praising the Me Too movement until, until. Yeah. Something happened where somebody said, hey, Ben Affleck, remember in yeah. such and such and such a date at this time, at this place? You did this and that. Yeah. And it was like, fuck. Like, there are a lot of people that are willing to help, but they have horrible past. They have a horrible past. So how do you able, so how should movements, especially like Me Too, mm-hmm. I feel like if they can really get to the point where they let people in who made the mistakes and mm-hmm. let them explain, I think it could go to the next level, and it's and I get it like no disrespect. Oh like, yeah. I, like I get it like it is going to incredible levels. But I feel like if you really want to get the power, that juice to where it's like yo, like you really covering all bases, start bringing in those other sides and have those dialogues. Let them start explaining because the thing is, yes, you could be spreading and, and sharing a great message here. But as we have known throughout history, sometimes it's not necessarily the message, it's the messenger. Mm-hmm. Everybody's gonna react and respond differently to who's delivering the message. So do you really feel as, I mean, am I onto something? I, am I realistic, you know, I, unrealistic with that I, statement? I, I would have to ask a woman that's been through something like that. What is the what? What's the solution? What is the solution to all of us? Like, do they do they die? Do you want them dead, or do you want to talk to them about it? Get get them rehab, rehab. Say sorry. What's I would have to ask a woman what is the solution because honestly, only a woman can really you know answer that because it's the uh, uh, to me. In my opinion, for a man, because we know you got Terry Crews. If I was put in that position as a man uh, on a, against another man, I would want an apology, and I would want you know some change in behavior. I would definitely want some change in behavior, and I'm talking like you know I want to see change in behavior. You know I want to see, and, and not just saying oh yeah I haven't been doing that, but like actually advocate for it, talk about it, say what you did was wrong. That's kind of the behavior I would want if I was in that situation as a man. It scares me like these things, man. Yeah, just because it's just like... The world is a shitty place, remember? Because it's like, yo, there's so much pressure to maintain this. 
and to build and to make progress. And yet, if one bad apple is out there, that's all the opposition mm-hmm. needs to throw in your face. Mm-hmm. We even see it with the freaking gun control mm-hmm. situation. NRA takes one personal whatever one example and they use it though against your face mm-hmm. and now it feels like the momentum is shit but it's like come on yeah it's a movie i really keep forgetting it um where he where samuel l jackson character says that the world is a virus and in order for that virus to come out you have to heat the body up which is heat the world up and rid the toxins of the of the virus Mm-hmm. Uh, rid the, the virus, which are the toxins, out of the body mm-hmm. and create a whole new body. And also Ultron said in uh, Avengers, or Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. he said that the world is just disgusting and there's so much stuff in this world where you, it really can't be fixed because of this, this foundation, the foundation is horrible, so the world must be destroyed. And those two movies really got me thinking like, you're right, the world does need to be destroyed. Because without, because when you create, when you um, wanna, when you wanna start over the the building, when you wanna renovate a building, you must start with the foundation. Yeah. What's the first thing that they do? They blow it up. Mm-hmm. They blow up, blow it up to start a new foundation, to create another building on top of it. That's what the world is. I think, yeah. So I feel like that, I'm, I'm so happy I don't have supervisors because I would have. Uh, been on my Age of Ultron shit. It's <laughs> like, alright, we need to start it. Yeah, I, we gotta do this. I can't wait. I really, really say that. People think this is a joke, but I really can't wait for like a meteor or just something crazy so, like that happens to like the whole earth. I really cannot because this, you know, it's it's like uh, who knows if this world has more good or more bad in it. You know, nobody yeah. really knows. Not on this earth. Nobody really knows. It could be a splotch of good. It could be a splotch of bad. Either way, you know that bad is bad, and you, know, you need you need to get rid of the bad. You need to create a different foundation. Your foundations and everything. Mm-hmm. Yes, a new foundation. It's like you know, it's like washing dishes. It's like eating washing on a plate. Dishes. Yeah, it's like yeah. you don't like you don't you know after you eat your you know eggs and whatever. You don't put your, your meatloaf on top of the residue. You have to wash it off. Mm-hmm. You have to let it dry, and then you put your food on it. That is a grand analogy. I really like that. I'm sorry. Yo, food analogy is low key. Yeah, it is tough. Anything with dishes and notes, so I need to yeah. go that. Um, but just to you know, go ahead and, and switch the topic. With everything that's happening, it leads back to what connects a lot of us and what could be a big part of our life, which is music. What are the vibes that you've been playing on a daily basis that gets you through? Oh, wow, uh, it's more uh, like soft pop, uh, 80s rock. Mm-hmm. I wanna say some classical, uh, some Beethoven, some um, some Bach, uh, yeah. Czech Skolskavy, or mm-hmm. he's Russian, I appreciate his name. Uh, what other vibes am I playing? Um, some uh, white noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to say like a little bit of the classic music, classic hip hop, of course. Um, definitely 80s and 70s already, and some 60s, some 60s uh, do up, 60s, 50s do up. One artist I've been playing a lot lately is uh, Lauren Hill. Miss Education, Lauren Hill's fine. <laughs> oh, yo, I, it is. I just wish you didn't go crazy. That is real. That is real. Speaking of Lauren Hill, because you know everybody knows. It was my main man with this music thing mm-hmm. when people see my laptop. Mm-hmm. I, I do not think that Lauren Hill is on yeah, upcoming trade. Yeah, it's a sample of X Factor. Mm-hmm. Lauren Hill's not dropping on some fire or whatever on it. It's a sample. But I can't wait because I just think that sound. That it has potential. It has potential. And just speaking of Drake quickly, Drake, you know you're my guy, but don't you ever hype up an OVO Sound Radio episode again and give me a Lemon remix. That shit was so fucking... No, no, no. I was tight. I was like, really? And the way he came on, like, Rihanna did way better than him. Yeah, because, I mean, Rihanna bodied that drink from the jump. Yeah, like, yeah. Even when it came out. I pulled up with, like... I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't necessarily like the Lemon I didn't like it. But you know what, though, dog? 
He's on fire now. He's still on fire. Guys playing eighth week at number one. Yeah. And then he got um look alive. Like, yeah, look alive. Shout out to Black Boy JB. No, no, no. Shoot. Oh. You don't like Black Boy JB? Like soon as he says, pull up like, I'ma get the money, Juju Drizzy, get the girl. <laughs> oh man, is there anybody that you necessarily rock with when it comes to like the new? Oh, of course. Everybody knows I'm, uh, you know, love me some little Uzi. I love me some A Boogie. Um, I'm ashamed to say it, but I do listen to Kodak Black, one of the hits from Kodak mm-hmm. Black. You know, pop super popular yeah. guy. Um, and um, some other people. Um, but right now it's like really the age for R&B, so I'm definitely rocking with Bino, Bino French, like, Bino yeah, he just, he's um, out of Philadelphia, and I think like he's like one of the best singers, songwriters, and he, I think he will be like one of the best uh, Philadelphia singer-songwriters of all time. Man, I need to check him out, come off in the music, no, man. Like, yo, when I, I say this, check him out this guy can like really, really sing, he used to uh, host uh, R&B, R&B events. Okay. Yo, this guy is amazing. Sold out Philadelphia event. Hundreds of people there. It was really, really amazing. That's wavy. Like, Will and I, we're, we're all into new music. Mm-hmm. And speaking of new music, I got a new playlist dropping soon. Salute to everybody that checked out 1113, my latest playlist that came out. You guys are rocking with it. So 115 is coming out soon. So I got like a little time series that's named after train times. <laughs> like okay. Train okay. So I got like that type of stuff on it, man. But pretty much before we wrap this up, this conversation was very enlightening. You know, I really, I really, yeah, I really liked it. Uh-huh. I mean, it may, you know, I again for me mm-hmm. having these conversations that have been new, mm-hmm. and it's really informing me of new things to keep in mind and to just know more about. Thank you. Well, you know what I and my listen and you know my listeners to this podcast they. They've told us some plan cases. Like they like conversations like this. Yeah. Of course they like when we get hype and of course yeah. have fun, but they like the serious let's talk about different things. Right. You know, things are new for real, man. Listen, you gotta give people a chance. A lot of these uh fuck boys, fuck girls, uh, and fuck brands, they don't give the the little guy a chance and that's me right now. I'm I'm really looking for somebody, well, no, not somebody, but I'm looking for people that have talent, that can actually, you know, do the work, or want to do the work, and are hungry, I want to, like, give them, you know, a shot, a shot, that's why I'm doing rebrands now, mm-hmm. and that's why we're going to be working with, uh, you know, people like Skip from BK, and I'm going to be working with Tony underscore B, like, these guys, they follow all the people, you know, they follow all the important people, very, quote, unquote, quote, unquote, important people, they don't care about you. They don't care about what you can do for them. Really? Um, let me let me help. You know, put you on without me being all up in the camera, all up in the videos. Oh, you know? Videos. Yeah. Let me come like, to death yeah. row. <laughs> like yeah, come to death row. Let me see what I can do for you. Like let me help you get put you on, so that way you won't forget the next person that wants to be put on. You know, it's all about lifting us up. It's not one like. It's a, it, it is a lot of money for us to get out here, but it's not a lot of opportunity for us to really get out here because everybody wants to you know, have a crab, have that crab in the barrel. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Listen, let's do this shit all together. Let's create something that where we are unstoppable. For real. Julius Stokes, a.k.a. Funny Julius. For real, thank you for coming on. Thank you so much, man. Like for our Poor really, Yeah, I really do. I'm just saying all Yeah, for real. I really do enjoy this this appearance by you, man. And folks will enjoy it. But before we let you go, you know, let the people know where they can find you and anything that could be coming out that you feel comfortable sharing. Oh, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have a lot. Uh, so, but uh, funny Julius everywhere. If you find my Facebook, please block me because I don't want you to be your friend. Um, <laughs> and you can search the hashtag Hello White People um, episode two. If you're Crazy. Here, yeah, episode two will have been dropped already. That's taking off. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you. And then we have a hashtag Reek Rants, R-E-E-K-R-A-N-T-S. That's uh, another show that I produced uh, starring the OG black man, my man Reek. He's like really, really, uh, it's like really, really fun thing. 
And then you can check out um, Wingman uh, mm -hmm. by director Carl Logan. I'm like playing the editor on there now, where it's, that's going to be good. And then you can check out um, Appropriate Culture with uh, director Julian. Um, Junior Stephen Stephen mm -hmm. and he's it was incredible working with him. But yeah, I'm acting and stuff like that right now. I, I'm doing a lot. But if you follow me and if you have an idea that you think that's deemed worthy, or if you 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 have an idea that you just can't figure it out, let me know. If I can't help you, I'm going to put you in a position where you can be helped. I'm you know let somebody find you and we're going to figure it out because like you know with with the late Conrad Jack said. Dream those dreams. That's right. And it's that's the least we can do is just help each other out. That's exactly. the least we can do. Exactly. Especially when it's not that much, man. Exactly. But that is the latest episode of Four Sides. This is Arden signing off from We Work at Bryant Park. Another episode done in the city. Episode 35 is done to Katie and all of them. And that's just that. And you already know the sign off. Ah, ah, ah. Talk to you guys.